0: Coaches, Cognition, Coaching with Courtney and Christensen. As a busy coach, you spend all day refueling, revamping, and reflecting with educators. Now is the time to stop and recharge your batteries with some much needed coaching for the coach.
1: Welcome back to another episode of C3, Connecting Coaches Cognition. I'm Courtney Groskin, and I'm here with. Violet Christensen. The months are just flying by, and as every coach knows, it's been busy. Violet, what's new in your
0: world? Oh, my goodness. As we're in this springtime, we're always looking towards the next year, and I am just savoring the end of pre-K with my oldest and looking forward towards kindergarten, which just as utterly bizarre to me, and actually also looking at pre-K for my younger daughter and getting them all under one roof in St. Vrain here. So that's super fun to look forward to and to get revved up with. What's going on in your world, Courtney? What are you working on?
1: That's so great for them. I've been working on a PD for the summer, and it's called Camp Empowered. And it will be May 27th and 28th at Silver Creek High School. And it will be an opportunity for educators to investigate, connect, and create And our keynote speaker is Patrice Bain, who is a cognitive scientist. So it's going to be a really awesome opportunity. Um, If you're interested in going, follow C3 Coaches on Twitter and we'll um, have some signups and things there of what's
0: going on and what's being offered. I remember so many amazing takeaways from last year. I'm super excited to dive in again this year and learn from my fellow colleagues. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Well, Courtney, let's move right into the portion of the podcast where you get some much-needed coaching for the coach. So based on our conversations, I know you've been taking on or been passed in some cases many different styles of coaching lately this year. And from coaching with educators at various sites to student-centered coaching as well as targeted support. Mm -hmm. As you reflect back on these various experiences with coaching this year, we know some of the coaches are chomping at the bit to get on your calendar but we also know that not every coachee is super amped to jump into instructional coaching. How do you compare those experiences and the techniques you use to create an entry point with these individuals you were or are still coaching?
1: So there's definitely a difference when teachers seek me out versus when a teacher is asked to complete a short-term targeted coaching cycle or a student-centered coaching cycle. The main thing is that I start to build a relationship with the teacher that's based on trust. I always try to be transparent about the process and the documentation of our work, and I want to make sure that they understand I'm not evaluative. I always make sure to ask the teacher where they want to grow as an educator so that they feel invested in the
0: process. That evaluation part is so huge. So you truly aim to build trust through open lines of communication and transparency. Yeah. So what strategies might you use with a coachee who may be more reluctant to the coaching process?
1: So I go back to building that relationship piece and really being a listener. I try to listen to the coach'es needs. Um, sometimes I'll pop in for a classroom visit to see possible areas of elevation for that teacher, and then we take it from there. My goal is to really build a partnership where teachers feel their time and ideas are valued.
0: Okay, so you're making sure your support for that person is visible, and you're also making sure to, that they see the value you see in them as educators. What are your hunches about how that has impacted your coaching? When people feel valued and safe, they're
1: willing to take risks. Um, so it might lead to a teacher trying a new strategy that they'd not used
0: before. That makes sense that people really need to feel safe to share their vulnerabilities and be willing to try new things. Can you tell me a little bit more about your results and what affected your decisions around building in with an educator have on the results you achieved together?
1: So I've worked with some people who are hesitant of the process, but once they've really understood what coaching is and that it's positive and that really anyone can benefit from it, they were willing to engage in the process. Um, I think once they're able to understand the idea of coaching, my goal is then to mediate their thinking and help them elevate their practice.
0: So essentially, once you show them the power of coaching and get them hooked, it's much more smooth sailing from there. Mm-hmm. Thinking back on all these various types of coaching, what do you want to take away from these experiences and what do you want to pull forward with you as you grow and elevate in your coaching skill set?
1: So through these experiences, I feel I've really grown as a coach. Um, no matter how hard a situation may be, I really make sure to go into every situation without prejudice.
0: And as Brene Brown would say, clear is kind. So you're going to remain clear even in those tough subjects and pull that forward into your future coaching. Exactly. So how has this conversation helped to support your thinking?
1: I think it's really just given me time to reflect on my practice and being really intentional about my entry with teachers and meeting them where they are. So for today's episode, we are coming to you from Mead, Colorado. We are so fortunate to have current Mead Elementary School Principal Betsy Ball with us. Betsy has been a principal for eight years. She truly values coaching and sees the importance of using coaching in her role as a principal. Betsy, thank you so much for taking
0: the time to join us today. It's so awesome to join you this brisk morning out in Mead, Colorado. Thank you both for being here. We're so excited to jump in with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your career in education and how coaching has influenced that as well? Sure.
2: I, um, this is my 27th year in education. I first was a teacher and taught many grade levels, but mostly kindergarten. And then I became an instructional coach. And I really loved going from a classroom perspective to a building-wide perspective through that coaching lens. I also have been a literacy coordinator, and then for the past eight years, I've been a principal here at Mead Elementary. And throughout all of it, um, just getting coached as a teacher had helped me so much, and, and I felt like it was so very beneficial. And then when I was an instructional coach myself, just seeing the difference that you can make and um, the the shifts that can happen throughout a building, was really powerful, and then now that I'm a principal, I can really see the difference it makes in the teachers, and I want to continue using coaches as much as I can here in this building because I can see how it just makes everything better instructionally, and they can even help with um, technology. All, all these different things have been so great.
1: So you're really invested in a culture of coaching your building, and that's quite evident, I think, to anyone that comes and chats with you or your staff. How has your background in coaching helped to lead your staff more effectively as a principal?
2: I think coaching teaches you so many things, verbal versus nonverbal cues, the states of mind, paraphrasing, reflecting, how to have planning conversations. So I think that this background helps me in my daily interactions with staff. Also, the awareness of where people might be coming from during conversations is a helpful skill for coaching to have.
0: So you really lift a lot of different coaching practices and flex in and out of those throughout your day to meet the needs of your staff. Yes. Um, If you really could design your own utopian school. So really thinking of your absolute best possible model that you could make of your own design. How would you implement coaching and what would your model look like at your site?
2: Wow. (laughs) I would start by having a super coach that had a strong working knowledge of both instructional strategies and technology and have that person work with every teacher. My model probably would be for the coach to meet with grade level teams at first, just to establish that relationship and trust. And then after the coach and teams felt successful, the natural next step of individual coaching could fall into place. Eventually, I would want every teacher to do several coaching cycles each year where they would have a planning conversation with the coach, do a lesson or a team teach with the coach, and finally have a reflecting conversation with the coach. Videoing themselves and reflecting could also come into play. The goal would be to get up to a point where there was a culture of mutual trust and respect, where people felt safe and supported and were willing to take risks and to share their thinking, learning, and ideas with everyone.
1: Well, that would definitely be an ideal situation for any coach to walk into. What are some important facets that you look for in hiring an instructional coach?
2: I would look for someone with an open, approachable personality, someone that takes the initiative to get things rolling. She or he would have tools such as being a good listener and being able to make connections with people and have an overall willingness to do what needs to be done in order to help teachers grow as individuals.
0: So you're really looking for an individual that sees a need and fills a need and jumps in wherever is humanly possible. Exactly. I think that's what most administrators are looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what advice would you give to principals to help them build that culture of coaching within their own site? I know some administrators have lots of experience and some have none at all with this instructional coaching model. So how would you advise them
2: if they were just getting started? I would say it's okay to start small and have the coach initially go where they are wanted, knowing that word of mouth would help coaching efforts spread. Also, that it's okay to push a little by expecting each grade level team to work with the coach a few times a year and eventually work up to having each individual participate in a few coaching cycles a year. We do know that for any initiative to work, the buy-in has to be there for the principal. So being clear as a principal that I value coaches and see the benefits of it would be important to share with the staff. I think that pretty soon the culture would shift and coaching would be a common practice that people would seek out on their own, especially after experiencing all the great benefits of working with a coach.
1: And it's so true. It really starts with the principal and then it trickles down to the staff. What advice would you give to new principals who are unsure about how to leverage their coaches?
2: It might be nice for them to model a problem-solving conversation or planning conversation with the principal using the coach. So like a fishbowl style, that way people can see what it is about and how it's valuable. I would also recommend giving the coach time at a staff meeting to share all of the different things she or he is able to provide that might capture someone's interest and needs. A principal could also have a few teachers share the experiences they had in working with the coach, whether it's a conversation where they had cognitive shift, or a tech project that the coach guided them through, or if the coach provided data collection about an instructional practice, such as student engagement, that was helpful.
0: So you really are making sure that they're being utilized in different ways and being able to help model that for a new principal would help them to see the light of the power of instructional coaching. Yes. Oh, what a, how wonderful it would be if every site was able to have their own instructional coach to be able to make those large shifts, right? That would be so powerful, and I think that they would be utilized a lot by every teacher. It's once they have that buy-in of how powerful a coaching can be, then they really can take off from there and, and engage and elevate their practices deeply.
2: Yes, because as educators, we just want to share our ideas and get ideas from other people and, and make positive changes, and that's what a coach can bring.
1: It's time for our rapid fire questions. You have 30 seconds or less to answer these. What is your tagline or bumper sticker for
2: coaching? Hmm. The more you coach, the more you approach being a better you. And for Christmas time, it could be coaching. It's the gift you can give yourself.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put these into production. <laughs> <laughs> they get better and better every episode. What's your secret coaching superpower or your go-to move?
2: Probably, now that I'm a principal, it would be to keep the importance of trust in mind. We know there's five facets of trust, and openness speaks to me, um, which would be engaging in open communication, sharing important information, delegating, sharing decision-making, and sharing power.
0: Betsy, you're such a wealth of knowledge, and we can see how these... Facets of instructional coaching are being pulled through your administrator side every single day, and being able to utilize that with your staff has really helped you to elevate your practices here at Meade Elementary. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today and being able to share your perspective on coaching as an administrator. You are so welcome. Thank you both.
1: Betsy gave us some great advice for schools who want to start to build or want to change their culture of coaching. Take a step back and look at your district schools, or departments view on coaching. How might you foster growth in these areas? Or what's working well? Share with us on Twitter at C3 Coaches and be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Thanks for listening. C3 Connecting, Coaches, Cognition. Whose thinking will you mediate today?